Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutelochas, Yoradea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Ribis, Halacha Hey, Paragraph Chof Dalet. We dedicate the learning today, Lilin Ishma, Sirachmiel, Daniel, Ben Gedalia, Rosa Bas Itamar, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Yuskehendel Bas Gitaleya, Avivilana Bas Yusbehendel, Sororochel Bas Yusbehendel, Yehuda Ben Rifka Rochel, Yehuda Leib Yitzchok Ben Zahava, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Tov Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Nisim Ben Rifka, Simcha Sora Bas Ahuva, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Jonas Ben Hilda, Shirat Voira Bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Nosen Yehuda Ben Tali, Yitzchok Ben Fega, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehuda Skila, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Besoch Shar Choy Yisrael. We're continuing the, on the topic of MS based on chapter 51 in Likud Imran. Rav Nosanzal says, In the previous year, we were talking about the topic of machloikis and how terrible it is and how machloikis originates from the original opposition of certain angels in heaven, the angels of MS, to the creation of man. Now, Rav Nosanzal goes into a, a, another variation of this. Even a person who's very careful to avoid participating in machloikas. And the person goes along their merry way with simplicity, sincerity. And they don't get into any fights with anybody else, any disagreements, any conflict with anybody else. That person also has to remember very, very well what we learned in the previous year. To be very, very careful that the emes, the truth, shouldn't work against him, to push him away from Hashem. It shouldn't distance the person from Hashem and from the Torah. Because in many, many cases, what pushes a person away from Hashem, what causes a person to, to lose self-respect and self-confidence is the truth. Meaning, because the person knows the truth about themselves, that they committed sins and they messed up, especially a person who knows that they messed up in a very big way, they did many, many wrong things. And now the person is also not so good. And therefore, the person says in their own mind, I know the truth about myself. I know that I'm very, very messed up. And as a result of this, 
the person loses self-respect, self-confidence, and a person becomes distant from Hashem, distant from observance of Torah, the way, the way they become distant. We know that in our generation, talk to the psychologists and the therapists and, and the rabbis, and you'll hear this is one of the big, big problems in youth, in the youth today, youth that come from religious homes and non-religious homes, that sometimes these kids have nephilos, they fall. They, they fall, they commit sins, they get enticed by temptations, different kinds of temptations, whether it's drugs, whether it's girls, whatever it is, and they, they make mistakes, they commit sins. And once they do that, the Sahara plays with their brain, saying, forget it, you're a lost cause, forget, forget, religion isn't for you, chas v'shom, etc. And, and, and it becomes a, a, an excuse for the person to disconnect completely from Hashem and from the Torah. Rachman al-Islam, may Hashem save us from this. Nimtza, so in, in understanding this, we see that this person's entire becoming distant from Hashem and falling is based on their honesty, that they're honest with themselves. But the truth is, a person has to stay far away from that kind of honesty. Because that's not the real truth. Because again, who's qualified to define truth? What truth is? What honesty is? It's Hashem who created the world and created emes. Remember the first, the opening three words in creation, Bereshis Borelikim, the last letters are emes. The closing words of creation, Asher Bora Elikim Lasois, the last letters are emes. So the authority on emes is Hashem, not you and not me and not the, the dictionary and not anyone else, not, not the courts in certain cases. Only Hashem is qualified to say what emes is. And therefore, leida she'ein anu yoidim klal. And therefore, the first thing we need to know and realize is that we don't know. We don't know. We don't understand Hashem. We don't understand a lot of things. And if we haven't achieved that very high level that these forums speak about, where the epitome of knowledge is the realization that you don't know, is being able to, to realize how much there is that you don't know. If we're not to that, that's very deep, that's very hidden. People that study Kabbalah, people that study secrets of Torah, they get an inkling, a realization of how much we don't know. I'll call upon him, but at least, onu we, when we say we don't know, we're not talking on any deep level. We don't know. There's so much that we don't know about life, about Hashem, about Yiddishkeit. But there's one thing that we do know is true. That Hashem is the truth, Hashem is real, and the Torah is real. And 
Oitzem Chazdoi Verachamov Adein Cheker. And Hashem has revealed to us through his true tzaddikim the incredible quantities of kindness and pity that Hashem has that go way beyond anything we could imagine. As this is elaborated on in our Sforim a lot. And that's the most important truth that we need to be aware of. Whatever good a person can do, of course, they should try to do. Because Hashem's, Hashem's ways of, function, of, of dealing and everything are very, very deep. And Hashem knows our Yetzirah much better than anyone else. Hashem understands what we're up against, what the challenges that we have, and how difficult it is for us. Because we come from dirt. The Yokor Bein of Moid called Tenua Vahatoko Kuchuta Syro Shoda Mamshikatsmoilashmisborah Bozeho Oilamagashmi Moi. And it's so precious and so special in the eyes of Hashem, every move and every slight detachment that a person detaches himself from the materialism of this world and from the bad in this world and tries to come close to Hashem. And the further, the more distant a person is from Hashem and the more that person is materialistic, has fallen into Gashmias, Hashem values and appreciates so much more any slight movement that such a person makes to try to come close to Hashem. And this is the most important truth. This is more important, much more important than all of your honesty, all of you being honest with yourself about how bad you are and how no good you are and all the bad things you did. As the Pesach says, that the truth will sprout forth. Where is Eretz? Earth, this low place. From this earth, the, the truth, the, this super-emes comes forth. The emes of Hashem, which is an emes that's, that's bonded with kindness. Chesed and emes go together by Hashem. Paragraph Chofhei, Utsrichen Leida, Shekol Elu HaHasosois, and a person needs to know that all of these convincings, where, the, where a person convinces themselves that they're no good, that they're bad, they should quit religion, etc., etc. All of these hasosos, whether it's a person convincing themselves to get involved in machloikas, or, that which we spoke about in the previous year, or the things that go on inside of a person themselves, related to themselves, shemasisoi, or the emes that's inside of a person themselves that's not yet really pure, which, which tries to convince the person 
to, to maintain machloikis, to be opposed to other Jews, or any, any type of machloikis, or to become distant from Hashem, to move away from Hashem, and for the person to lose self-confidence, self-respect, through this, this type of emes that we spoke about just earlier, all of this originates from that original opposition of the angels who were opposed to the creation of man. That's where the Yitzhahara draws all its power from. Whereby those angels who oppose the creation of man, they were also coming from a place, from an emes, that wasn't a hundred percent pure, like Hashem's emes. To the point where the Medrash tells us that the attribute of emes, of the Malachim, is the one that spoke up and again and opposed the creation of man. And this is also synonymous with the, again, the opposition of those angels, who said, When Hashem wanted to give the Torah down on earth, to take the Torah out of heaven and bring it down to earth, there were angels that spoke and said, What is man worth that you should even think about man? that you should consider giving your Torah to, to, to men, to human beings. And it's from this opposition that took place by the angels that spiraled down into this world and that resulted in all the conflict and opposition that we have that takes place down here whereby people end up making big mistakes as a result of this emes that's not 100% pure. For people to be against each other. And to, to increase opposition in Klal Yisrael that's unwarranted. Or for the person to oppose themselves, to go against themselves. Ali de emes kozeh through this kind of emes. And for the person to become distant from Hashem, because I know I'm no good, I've done so many bad things, so forget it. Or it doesn't matter if I do one more Avera. Alkain, tzrichen levakesh mo'oid mo'oid me'ashem isporach, kol yemechayov. Therefore, this is a lifelong quest. This is a lifelong responsibility. As long as we are in this world, in this Olam sheker, where these, these Kitrugam of the Malachim have led to all the conflict that's going on in this world, conflict between people, conflict inside of ourselves, we're conflicted, we don't know what to do. A person has to plead with Hashem a lot throughout their entire life, never stop pleading with Hashem to be zirchet to the emes to be zirchet to the real truth. 
and not to be fooled by any medium truths. And regarding this, the most important thing that a person could do to help themselves is for the person to pray, to be zechah, to come close to true tzaddikim and to the students that are attached to them. These tzaddikim who, have, who are on such a level that they've been zechah to the emes lamitoi, the real pure emes. Ki etzem nekudas ho emes ein zechim kiim gedoile hatzadikim kanal. Rav Zal is repeating what he said earlier because it's so important. Because people say, there's rabbi, many rabbis, what's the big deal? Who says your rabbi is bigger? I have a rabbi. So even if he's not the biggest, what's the big deal? Rav Zal makes perfectly clear that the real truth, only the gedoyle hatzadikim, only the greatest of the tzadikim, not all tzadikim, the greatest of tzadikim, are the only ones who are zechah to this etzem ho'emes, to the emes lamitoi, u'mehem yecholen lekabel kol mi shezechah lehiskarevelen. And it's from those tzaddikim that anyone who is privileged to come close to them will be able to receive that pure emes. Avol tzrichim yegiyas gedoylois lozeh. However, this is not easy. This requires tremendous effort. To search and to seek and to daven a lot to Hashem for this. To be zeichet to come close to such tzaddikim and to be zeichet to receive from them this kind of pure emes. An example of this, even by Rabbi Nezal, we said, the story of Rabbi Aranzal, one of the closest, greatest students of Rabbi Nezal. And, and yet, that last Rosh Hashanah of Rabbi Nezal's life, he was conflicted. He didn't know what to do. When Rabbi Nezal was living in, Uma, in, in Breslov, and Rabbi Aranzal was the Rav of the city of Breslov, so even though he davened in the main shul of the city, he was able to come whenever he wanted to Rabbi Nezal's shul, to join Rabbi Nezal's group. But when Rabbi Nezal moved to Uman, which is about a hundred kilometers away from Breslov, and in those days there weren't cars, it was traveling by horse and buggy, now there was a problem. It would be impossible for Rosh Hashanah to be in both places. And the people of the city were saying, you have a responsibility as the rov of the city to be here. He went to Rabbi Nezal in Elul, a few weeks before Rosh Hashanah, and he discussed the whole thing with Rabbi Nezal, and Rabbi Nezal said to him, you have no idea how important it is to me for you to be here. You have no idea how terrible it's going to be for me if you're not here. But, but, but the people are right. The people are right. And they have a real legitimate claim. And, and Rabbi Nezal himself was going back and forth, and Rabbi Nezal was going back and forth. And therefore, Rabbi Nezal said to him, you must go back. You must go be with them. You have a responsibility, etc., etc. Have a good life. And he left. And on the way back, he meets Rabbi Nezal and Rabbi Naftali Zal. And they ask him, aren't you going in the wrong direction? Where are you going? And he said, no, 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 I'm leaving. I, I discussed it with Rabbi Nezal, and I have to be in, in my city, and I have to go back to Breslov. 
these two said to him, here again, they heard that I discussed it with Rabbeinazal, and Rabbeinazal told me to go back. They said if Rabbeinazal would chase us away with steel rods, we wouldn't leave him for Rosh Hashanah. Rabbeinazal heard this and said, beautiful, have a good year. And he continued leaving. He went back to Breslov. And on Erev Rosh Hashanah, Rabbeinazal was speaking about this, and he was saying, it's so sad, it's such a pity that Rabbeinazal isn't here. Imagine. And Rabbeinazal said at that time, he made 10 different statements that there's nothing more important than Rosh Hashanah. There's nothing more important than being by me for Rosh Hashanah. And he said it in a variety of different ways. In the shirim that we have on the shirim in Chaim Aran that we've been doing recently, have been focusing on this, this whole episode. And we see here an example of, of some of the closest students of Rabbeinazal and, and giants. And yet it seems that Rab Aranzal would have been better off had he stayed. And, and had he listened to Rab Nosanzal, Rab Naftalizal, who had a better understanding of what Rabbeinazal wants. Just like when Hashem, Rab Nosanzal gave us the example earlier, when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, step aside, I'm going to destroy the Jews. And Moshe Rabbeinu heard it and said, no, no, no. That's not what Hashem really wants to do. He's saying that's what he wants to do. And every word coming out of Hashem is emes, of course. But that's emes. There's a higher emes by Hashem. Hashem will be much more happy. Just like the Gemara says in Psachim, the famous Gemara, on the words, that we have throughout Tehillim. Let us sing to the one who is defeated. And the Gemara says, Zamru Sing to the one who he is defeated and he loves it. He's happy. You know anybody that like that's happy when they're defeated? The answer is yes, Hashem. And again, the Zohar Kodesh gives examples where Hashem issued a decree. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyezal annulled the decree. He nullified it. And an angel was sent on a mission. The angel came down once, twice, and Reb Shimon warned the angel, you don't leave, you don't go back up, Hashem sent you. If you don't leave and go back up, I'll make it that you won't be able to get back up. And when the angel comes back to Hashem, Hashem says, you better listen to what he said. He's serious now, he's really serious. And, and a basquel comes out of heaven and says, Ashrecho Rabbi Shimon, how lucky you are, Rabbi Shimon, that Hashem issues decrees and you nullify the decree. It's about you that the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Ritzoin Yerei of Yaseh, that Hashem fulfills the will of those who respect him, Yerei of. Now Rabbi Nosanzal gives us an incredible, interesting example of this, you know, related to this. Now we can understand what it says in Tehillim chapter 51 when David HaMelech is speaking to Hashem about what happened between him and Batsheva. And David HaMelech says, I know my sin very well. I have my sin in front of me all the time. I am not in denial whatsoever. I'm very real. I know what I did. I know exactly what I did. Ve'im came, and if that's the case, 
That could lead me to become distant from Hashem and to fall. To say that there's no hope for me. Forget it. I'm lost. As the Torah tells us and the Gemara tells us, there were many people in his generation who tried to push him away from Hashem to use this against him. As he writes in Tehillim chapter 3, There are many that are telling me that there's no hope for you with Hashem. Your relationship with Hashem is over. As Rashi Kodesh expounds on the Pasuk there, that this was based on what happened between Dover HaMelech and Bathsheba. However, Dovid HaMelech refused to focus on all of these rejections. Whether they were coming from other people, telling him you're no good, you're a lost cause, or they were going on in his own mind, the Sahara playing mind games with him. But rather... Dovid HaMelech gave himself encouragement Omar, and he said Hashem, all of these people don't count regarding this I sinned only to you I did something that's bad in your eyes I didn't sin against any angel I didn't do anything against any angel or anybody only to you and therefore, they're not my bosses. You're the one who is my boss, and you are the one who can forgive me. And, and you really have to give, forgive me, Hashem. You know why? In order that you should be right. Hashem, if you don't forgive me, you're going to have a problem. In order for you to be right, you have to forgive me. Why? Remember there was those angels who said, Hashem, don't give the Torah to men. They're sinners, they're bad, they're evil. You don't want to have anything to do with them. And you, Hashem, did not listen to them. You didn't accept their claims. Where they said, Man is going to sin against you, Hashem. And man is going to make you angry. And, and you didn't listen to them, Hashem. You disagreed with them. You went ahead with the creation of man. And you did give the Torah to man. And the world will not know your incredible kindness, which is infinite, unlimited. That you have tremendous forgiveness for all those who seek your forgiveness, all those who beg for forgiveness. We make a bracha in Shmon every day. The word marbe, ribuy, means a lot, and the word ribuy means more. The Balatanya says, Hashem has more forgiveness than you could ever do sins. You're a Russia, you're a big Russia, you're a super Russia, you can do a thousand sins a day. 
Hashem's got a billion gallons of forgiveness. You could never compete with Hashem. Trying to do all the evil you could possibly do, you still can't compete with Hashem's kindness. And again, this is not a license to commit sins. This is chas v'shom after a person's already in that kind of place. Alkein atom muchroch l'sloyach. Therefore, Hashem, you have to forgive me, Dovr said, so that you should come out right with your response to the angels. When you told the, told the angels that even if man is going to sin, it's all going to work out. You'll succeed against those angels so that they will see that you were right in your words and in your judgment, that you did go ahead with the creation of man. As it says clearly in the Medrash that we learned in the previous Shurim, Hashem said to the angels, You mean the fact that I have a title, that I'm kind and wonderful and everything, that's for nothing? How am I, where, when am I going to use my kindness if not now? When a person does a virus and the person comes to beg for forgiveness, that's the opportunity to use my Rahmanas. And, and we find this is mentioned, those that say Yom Kippur Katan. In Yom Kippur Katan, this, this, what we've spoken about in this paragraph is included over there when we're asking Hashem for forgiveness. And this is why Dovramel says afterwards, Hashem, you want the truth. Even though the MS inside of me, in my mind and heart, is trying to tell me, it seems to me, that there's very little chance that Hashem is going to forgive me for such a major sin. And as a result of this, I almost lost confidence in myself completely. I almost gave up on myself. And I almost became very distant from you, Hashem, as a result of this. However, Hashem, your kindness superseded this, overcame this. You gave me the privilege to realize from the distance that we can't understand, we can't imagine the true kindness of Hashem. Therefore, I must do whatever I can to encourage myself all the time and to present my pleadings before you Hashem until, until Hashem will look down on me with kindness and, and accept me. And this is what Dovr is saying You certainly, you definitely want emes of course, the most important thing is to be honest. 
וכל חפוצךו בקושייךו מהאודם השופל הזה הוא רק אמס. And the only thing that you, Hashem, want from us lowly human beings is you want us to be honest. You want us to connect to the Torah. However, I beg of you, Hashem, Teach me the chokma that's hidden for me. To enlighten me, Hashem, regarding the true chokma which is closed and hidden for me. Which is the real truth. What this is telling us is Dovr HaMelech was constantly being mechazek himself, giving himself encouragement. V'toanim Hashem Yisporach. And he negotiated with Hashem, he debated with Hashem. Even though I know Hashem, you only want the truth. You want justice. As is clear, you Hashem definitely want the truth. And based on a certain truth that's running around in my brain, very little chance that Hashem's going to want to forgive me. Where it seems as if there's no hope for me. However, I know, I realize that I don't understand. I have not yet achieved an understanding of your real kindness. And therefore, I beg of you, Enlighten me regarding that which is hidden for me. Which is your true, your truth and kindness. Which are so high, so deep and so hidden for me. And through your kindness and, and your truth, there still is definitely major hope for me. Because your thoughts, Hashem, are very, very deep. And we don't know anything. And as Rabbi Nezal said, there's a concept whereby everything can be, can be fixed and everything can turn around to work to a person's benefit and advantage. Even all the eridas that they had, even all the sins they committed could all be turned around and used for the person's benefit. As the Gemara says, if a person does a certain type of tshuva, all of their sins get converted to mitzvahs. They don't get erased. Person has a negative balance in his account, minus six hundred thousand. He owes Hashem six hundred thousand. That that sign can get reversed. Not just that they'll they'll erase his negative balance. They change the sign and they put a deposit into that person's account of six hundred pluses. What is this dependent on? Rakshaloi yisyayishatzmoi men hatsaoka vahatfila vahatchina. As long as the person doesn't give up on davening and pleading and crying out to Hashem, as I heard clearly 
in conversations that I had with Rabbeinazal, Kimavur Bemekoimoy, as is discussed in Sichoy Saran, Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, paragraph 50. Any questions? Good morning, Rabbi Nossin. So Rabbi Nossin's here has taken Sukim Tehillim and, and filled in the gaps of Dovin Amelik's Is that essentially sort of reconstructed it? Is that what he's doing? Co- Correct and, and correct and not correct. He's giving us one of the most important interpretations of those psukim and tilim. Remember, there's pshat, remez, drush, soid, and there's shivim ponim la Torah. Rav is giving us his insights in these psukim and showing us what, what it's really all about. You know, a certain very high level of emes in the words of Dovra Melech. And, and even according to what you're saying, Remember, there are hundreds of cases in Shas where the, the Gemara has a question on a Mishnah. There's a Mishnah, and it doesn't say, and the, the Gemara says, There's things missing. The Tana used very short wording. You don't understand. It's as if he would have said, and the Gemara fills in like two or four or six lines. And you say, hold on, well, what's going on here? It doesn't say that. It, yes, it does. But I don't see it. You're right, you don't see it. And the rabbis of the Gemara were able to see it. They were able to see in the short words. There are a lot of times, sometimes people have this with their spouses. I know it happens to me sometimes that my wife will say something very abridged. And anyone else will hear that and they won't know what she means. And, and somebody will be there and say, what are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. And she says, no. And, and I'll say, no, no, she means this and this. And she says, yeah, he, he knows how to read my, he knows, he knows how, to, how to read my word, that kind of thing. You know, by, by all of that, there's such a, so in the Torah, we know many times that there are things that appear in short form and you need to learn the Rashi or the Toysvis or the Gemara or the other commentaries that'll fill in a tremendous amount. You have it in Shulchan Aruch. You have the Mechaber and the Ramah on top, and then you have the Mishnabrua. And, and you look at the words, and you, you read it, and then you go into the Mishnabrua, and he gives a whole incredible clarification. You say, wow, wow, how come I didn't see that? The answer is because you didn't learn everything that the Mishnabrua learned all around it to be able to fill in all of that additional insight. Thank you, Rav Nossam. Now, Rav Nossam Zal says, paragraph Chazayim, and this is really what everything we're doing on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is all about. And not just then, but the entire month of Tishrei, which is called the month, the powerful month. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, why is it called Yerach Because it's the most powerful month with mitzvahs. Rosh Hashanah, Aser Simei Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Ki HaKol Levarer Nekudas HaEmes Bechol Mokon. Because what it's really all about is clarifying and refining the Emes in all different places. We'll see in a moment what the different places are. Shehu Al Yedei HaTzadik HaEmes. And how do we do that? Through the true tzaddik, who has achieved the highest level of emes. 
מבררים הו אמס על ידי ריבוי הו אבוידס שישראל אוהב דמוז. On Rosh Hashanah and in Kippur, the way that we clarify the Emes is by going to shul, spending more time in shul, adding Ladovarash, adding prayers, fasting, all kinds of heavy duty ruchnis, much more than the rest of the year. Ki oiskenoz beribui toiro utfilo utsaokois vachanunam lashemizborach utstoko, because during those days, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Aseris Yemei Tshuva, were involved much more, we're spending more time and more intensity in our learning, in our prayers, and crying out Hashem, we're giving more charity, buying alias, donating to the shul, buying seats in shul, extra tzedakas that we have during these months that we don't have during the rest of the year necessarily. Shezeh ikar ho'emes. And that's the real truth. This is, this is the essence of truth. Which we achieve through the sounds of the shoifer. And through the extraordinary amount of davening that we're doing and crying out to Hashem during that period. As the Torah says, Hakoil koil Yaakov. That the koilois, the sounds of our Torah and Tefillah, are associated with Yaakov, and we know that Yaakov is the symbol of Emes. Bechinas titain Emes liYaakov. So all of our prayers, all of our crying out Hashem in Torah and Tefillah throughout Rosh Hashanah and Kippur Aserusim Etshuva is all about trying to achieve that highest Emes, trying to connect with the highest Emes. However, after Yom Kippur, we get involved in the Sukkah. And the Sukkah, and the holiday of Sukkahs, is also associated with the Emes of Yaakov Avinu. As it says in the Pasuk, Yaakov Avinu traveled to Sukkahs. And the Sifrei Hasidus will say there's a special connection between Yaakov Avinu and Sukkot. Pesach is Avram Avinu, Shavuos is Yitzchak Avinu, and Sukkot is Yaakov Avinu. Hainu, what is this telling us? She'achar Rosh Hashanah v'yam HaKippurim oiskim legaloi so'emes gam ba'avoydes chitzonius. That after what we've been through Rosh Hashanah v'yam Kippur, after all of those tefillahs and Torah and Stokot, we get to a level where we, we can even be involved in revealing the Emes through physical things. Shehem achila u'shtia v'sheina. Like eating and drinking and sleeping. Shezeh ikar mitzvah sukkah. Those are the most important mitzvahs that we're required to do in the sukkah. K'day leida u'lahamen. And this is in order to get us to realize and believe. Shal yidei amitas ho'emes. That when a person is to the real Emes, they realize that a person can be close to Hashem from anywhere. In the base Medrash, learning Torah, screaming to Hashem, paragraph chapters of Tehillim, fasting, a person can get close to Hashem through that manner, and also through eating and drinking and sleeping, as the Pasuk says, know Hashem in all of your ways. 
attach yourself, connect yourself to Hashem in all of your ways. The Baal Shem says that the word do'ehu is da hevav. The word da, we learned earlier in this halacha, das is chibur. Das means to unite. Vayeda odom is chava ishtoi. Odom united with his wife chava. Da hevav, through all of your paths, through everything you do, bring about a union between the hey and the vav of Hashem's name. That last hey, which represents the Shekhinah, and the vav, which is the connection to the yudke vav, which represents Hashem. That, and, and again, this was one of the most important messages that the Baal Shem Tov spread in the world. During his time, there was a very small percentage of Jews that were in the yeshivas, advancing and learning Torah on a high level, and the vast majority of Jews were disconnected. They weren't in those yeshivas. <clears throat> they were working, they were doing other... And, and, and as a result, they were becoming more and more distant from Hashem because the two worlds didn't meet. And those in the yeshivas had no idea <clears throat> that, that even people that are not in the yeshivas could be very close to Hashem. And without getting the encouragement that those people needed... Many of them thought that we, have, we don't have any connection to Hashem. Either it was their own thoughts, or they were told this, they were convinced that this was being taught in yeshivas. I remember my, my son, one of my sons, went to a yeshiva here in Eretz Yisrael, and he came home one day and he said to me, I, I, I don't understand. They're telling us in yeshiva that, that the person needs to learn and stay in learning and stay in learning. And those people that don't are losers, a bunch of losers, etc. But, but the building that we're learning in, I know only exists because of those people who aren't only in learning, who are working, who, are, who donated the buildings, and who are supporting the learning. So, so how does that work? And I said to him, it doesn't work. The way they're presenting it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be possible. So it must be that, that what, and again, what they're saying is MS. The person should be learning Torah, and a person should be learning Torah all day, of course, if they can. But the Gemara tells us that the vast majority of Jews cannot do that. And some people, if they try to do that, they'll lose their minds. Their mind will be affected in a negative way. There are many cases of boys today, boys today, I hear about it regularly, boys who are excelling in yeshiva, excelling, and being pressured, more, a little more pressure, more pressure, more, and snapped, and ended up leaving yeshiva, and in some cases leaving sh- observance of Shabbos and everything, because the, they, they, the people dealing with them didn't understand them. There wasn't communication. They weren't really reading this person right to know how much they can take. There's the joke of the, the person who was trying to save money, and he was trying to train his horse, to get along with less food. I mean, uh, that the horse helps him bring things. He gets paid for the work that the horse does, but the horse eats. He likes to eat. And he started a process gradually, gradually decreasing the diet of the horse. Less, 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 until he got down to zero. Until he got to the point where he's not giving the horse any food at all. And he tried this for two or three days and the horse died. And then he goes to his friend, you know, I, things were going so good. I got the horse trained to get along with less and less. 
And, and just when I got him to perfection, I got him to get along with zero food, he goes ahead and dies on me. Imagine. This is going on today with human beings. If a person, if a teacher, if a parent, if a rabbi doesn't understand, if they don't learn a lot of Torah, and they don't know that the Gemara says, Pa'amim bitulo shel Torah zui kiyuma, that the vast majority of people re- require, require breaks. They require sleep. They require eating and drinking. They even require entertainment sometimes. And if that's withheld, if that's not there, and if we try to do only high intensity, most people will not survive it, Rahman al-Islam. And, and this is where Rav Nosanzal is enlightening us here, based on the derech of the Baal Shem Tov, the Baal Shem Tov, who didn't bring, he didn't change the Torah, he, he opened up, he opened our eyes to understand the Torah a little more clearly than some of the other Torah students in his time thought they understood it. And this is why on Sukkot we take those four things, the Esrit, the Lulav, the Hadassim, and the Aravos, not just one, not just the learners, there are more, the Klal Yisrael is not just made up of rabbis, Klal Yisrael is not just made up of kolels, but we take all these four different types, Mikol Hakitoi Shabi Yisrael, which represent all of the groups in Klal Yisrael, all the different groups in Klal Yisrael, Balei Torah Umitzvois, the Esroig, which has good smell and good taste, represents those people who have both Torah, heavy-duty learning, and a lot of mitzvahs. And the, the Lulav and the, and the Hadassim only have one. The Lulav has no smell. A Lulav and a, a palm tree, no smell. It has fruit, it has taste. The Hadassim have only smell, no taste. That refers to people who are focusing only on Torah, but short on the mitzvah end, or people who are focusing on mitzvahs and don't learn. And then there's the Aravos, which have no taste and no smell. People, those people who are far from Torah and far from mitzvahs. To the point where on Sukkot, even the Aravos, we include them. They are included in the package. They're not left out. They represent those people who are very far. They don't have taste or smell. Because through this emes that we're working on, from Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and so, through the real emes, we reveal that even from those Jews who are far from Torah and far from mitzvahs, Hashem derives pleasure and Hashem takes pride in them. Through every true movement that they make, any slight move that they make, that's, that's good. Where they draw themselves to Hashem. The canal, as we discussed previously. And this is also the message that we're broadcasting on Simchas Torah and Shmini Atzeres. The word Atzeres means to gather. La'atzor means to gather. Loshna Seifa. She'oitzer v'oisef hakoel. We're gathering in everybody. 
We're trying to bring everyone close to Hashem. Even those who are very far. How? The sukkah is called sukkah sholom. Through being a piece of getting rid of the machloikas. I don't like this one. I don't. I like everyone. The Gemara tells us that on Sukkot, they brought each day of Sukkot, they brought a different amount of oxen. The first day of Sukkot, 13 porim, oxen. The second day, 12, then 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, throughout the seven days of Sukkot. For a total of 70 porim, the Gemara says, corresponding to the 70 nations of the world. We're including them in the process. Because our ultimate mission is to bring all of them close to Hashem. That they will all come close to Hashem. As the Pesach says, Then when Mashiach will come, all of the nations will speak one clear speech. Likroi kulam b'shem Hashem, the Pesach continues. They will all call out the name of Hashem. Now note, we have a Shulchan Aruch. We have halachas. There are things that we're not allowed to proselytize. There's things we're allowed to do. There's a method, a methodology to kiruv. A person reads this page, and now I'm going to go to the church. And Remember, this is one page of Torah. You need to know a lot, a lot of other pages in order to be able to understand this fully and correctly. Any questions? I'm sorry, just finish the paragraph. And this is why Simchas Torah is the one day of the year where in the shul they invite everybody to not, not three aliyahs, not seven, 30 aliyahs, 300 aliyahs. Everyone has to get an aliyah. To teach us that every single Jew has a connection, has a portion in the true Torah. Because the real emes is all about bringing people close, not pushing people away. But, but this requires refining and revealing that pintle of truth, that little bit of truth, that little bit of holiness that's found in each and every Jew, even those who are very far. Because this is really what Hashem wants. <clears throat> even if we see the Torah tells us, Hashem says, do this, I'll punch you. Do this, I'll kill you. Do this. It's true. It's true. That's emes. It's true. But that's not what Hashem really wants. There's a possible Hashem doesn't want the dead guy to die. He doesn't want the Russia to die. Kiim Kiim Hashem wants him to return, to leave his bad ways and live. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Mitzvah Shem will continue. Rav Nosan is not finished even on Simchas Torah. 
It's going to give us a whole beautiful piece here explaining the last words of the Torah. We finish the Torah in Simchas Torah and how it connects to the beginning of the, the Torah that we start also in Simchas Torah. Yeah. To, to, to absorb the guidance of, of Rav Nosanzal, based on the guidance of Rav Nosanzal, based on the guidance of the, the, this Torah of Emes, to participate in bringing about the Igula Shleim of Amen, Amen, Amen.